Greetings and welcome to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice. Pizza, pepperoni or sausage, pasta, spaghetti and meatballs or chicken alfredo, oil, olive or canola. Stick around to find out our thoughts on these questions and more. I'm Jake. I'm Brandon. And I'm Matt. And this is Qualified Nonsense. Qualified Nonsense was created by childhood best friends that didn't want to lose their long-lasting friendship. So we decided to create a podcast doing what we do best, giving you our quote-unquote professional advice on real-world problems and curiosities. In all reality, we hope to connect with you, the listener, and deepen our friendship all around. So let's get to it. Welcome to another episode Now's the time on the show where we try to get to know the hosts a little better by sharing one or two things we've consumed recently that we really enjoyed. Jake, what are some things you have enjoyed recently? As per the intro, I've consumed pizza recently, and I used the 24 to 48 hour pizza dough recipe from Ken Forkish, who is local to the Portland area. Uh, Portland, Oregon area. Um, and I really uh, enjoy the cookbook. He's got a cookbook for pizza and a cookbook for probably a couple of cookbooks for bread, but um, I use both for baking. And uh, anyway, the, the pizza that I made with the, uh, with the 24 to 48 hour dough was really, really yummy. And I did that in the stove and it were delicious. Nice. Have you tried any recipes from his brother, Ben Spoonish? <laughs> oh man that was good well done <laughs> well done <laughs> oh man pretty upset with so you right what now. are your preferences on the the intro questions pepperoni or sausage um i generally like sausage more because i think it, there could be a lot wider variety but um it depends on it depends on the place i used to live in new jersey next to this place called the pork store that had some really really yummy um like a a variety of different dried meats that sort of resemble pepperoni so that would be fun to you know take a selection from there but um probably sausage what about you guys yeah i I got yeah i generally uh well i guess i don't really care either way I'm just such a meat eater. I I love either or. Both. Why not both? Yep. Yeah. Porque no los dos. I do really enjoy pepperoni. Something I heard about pepperoni, and I, I don't know, maybe you can confirm, Jake, is, is that pepperoni is an American invention. Uh, like, that doesn't surprise me. When, in, when I was in Astoria, I lived in a very Greek neighborhood, and we went to a butcher with my, my dad and I went out, and we went to a... Uh, a butcher at this this very um, sort of Euro store, and we were trying a couple of different dried um, sausage, like spicy sausage meats. And when when my dad was like, "Oh, is this like pepperoni?" the guy got really um, like visibly frustrated, and he was like, "No, no, it's not like pepperoni." <laughs> and we're like, "Okay." Okay, sorry. So that wouldn't surprise I, me in the slightest. I'm looking it up. It is an Italian American creation. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think, so what's interesting is that there's a lot of things that we as Americans would probably call pepperoni, which is sort of what my dad ended up doing. It was, you know, like a smoked sausage, dried smoked sausage that if you slice thin, it has that, that pepperoni like consistency and flavor, but they have very specific names for different recipes, I guess in, in a number mm-hmm. of different, uh, you know, European countries. So, so I think there's, there's much more nuance and distinction in Europe and, and, you know, in the United States, we're like pepperoni as a, <laughs> as a blanket statement. How about you, Matt? What do you have to recommend? Yeah, I guess for, yep. This week, uh, I've never been to a spot that like, when somebody says, Oh, you got to try their fried chicken. Their fried chicken is great. It's like, eh, okay. But I went to this, it's a, like an upscale dive bar called six shooter. And they had, um, it's a, like a country Western theme bar. And one of their specials was, uh, three, three street tacos. And they were with glorified chicken strips. They're like, Oh, it's, it's fried chicken. It's like, okay. And I got it. It was amazing. It was amazing. If you're in the Portland, Vancouver area, go to Six Shooter. Have their chicken tenders, which I learned were the exact same thing that they put on their taco. <laughs> but oh. their mm-hmm. fried chicken, uh, yeah, fried fried chicken tacos. They were amazing. Hmm. And I've never um, like raved about a fried chicken thing, anything, and it was so good. Were was your distinguished palate able to determine what made it so awesome? It was. All in the batter, um, yeah. the the chicken the chicken was juicy and tender and you know all the keywords, but the batter was like flaky and crunchy and light, all at the same time. It was it was amazing. Um, have you guys ever tried to make fried chicken at home? No, it's challenging. Well, I've made schnitzel, like chicken schnitzel, yeah. which technically I guess is fried chicken, but it's not like how we typically do fried chicken in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I've made Have chicken you? fried steak, but that's kind of oh. the closest. I, I've never actually tried to fry. Ch- uh, no, I take that back. I did. Tr- like we, yeah, I've, I've fried chicken breast before. Yeah. Turn out, did they turn out good? Yeah, it turned out fine. <laughs> Probably nothing like six shooter. Yeah. Um, I have two things. One, I probably should have said in the last episode because it's sort of Christmas related and I know we're past Christmas now, but it is save it. it. Uh, <laughs> save it till next year. Um, Keep the magic. No, I, I, uh, I never read a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens and I did. And, uh, I know I'm not splitting the atom, but it was really good. I liked, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like especially the part about um Marley's ghost being like wrapped in chains and stuff which are to symbolize the chains he was had in you know metaphorical chains he wore in life and that he just worked until he died and he never got to experience life and he you know warns Scrooge about that that you know life is for living and for being good to people and to travel and to, you know, experience. And I don't know that like that really spoke to me that like you shouldn't be shackled to your work all the time. Um, 
but yeah, Christmas Carol, recommend it. Uh, <laughs> and then the next thing is that I watched this past week is the movie uh, The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Oh, which that is, was good. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it's really good. It has um, Colin Farrell and um, Brendan Gleeson, who they're back with the same director who did In Bruges, if you've seen that. And it's just a small movie about two friends on a tiny island in Ireland in the 20s. And they have a falling out. Yeah, it's uh, really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Nice. nice. You had mentioned something that I wanted to mention. Um, you said that you weren't splitting the atom. Um, and I had meant to mention this last episode. <clears throat> but in the last few weeks, depending on when you listen to this, something that is not really you know it doesn't really fit the criteria for this um this like introduction section but <clears throat> i thought it was worth calling out because it's really cool in the world of physics i'm sure you guys have seen or oh, maybe you've seen they um they managed to create um a nuclear fusion that um produced more energy than it took to create which is not something that they've been able to do in the past. Have you? Did you guys see about this yeah. in the news? Yeah. 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 I actually I had to read an article about the difference between fusion and fission. Um, and? It's, oh, yeah, actually, that yeah, and? Oh, uh, it's just that uh, fusion is combining uh, atoms and fission is, like, separating them, more or okay. less. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, we need to absorb and decompress and uh, uh, <laughs> reflect on the, the knowledge that we just learned. So why don't we take a quick little break? And welcome back. If you'd like your question, comment, or critical acclaim right on the show, drop us a line at qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or write to us on our socials. Our first question comes from Anonymous. They write, Hi guys, my closest friend was going through a hard breakup and needed to move suddenly, so I loaned her a significant amount of money to me. I'm not wealthy by any means and could have certainly used the money I loaned her, but I did it because I had it and she was in a bad way. I was under, uh, it was understood that it was to be a loan and that she would repay me when she could, but there was no time limit expectations set. It has been nearly a year and a half later and she hasn't paid me back anything yet. I have asked a few times, but I've always gotten the brush off. Long story short, she goes out to eat quite often, goes on shopping trips, and even took a trip to Mexico. The biggest thing is that she doesn't talk to me as much anymore, and we've clearly grown apart as friends. I don't want to let her off the hook for the debt she owes me, but I would like to rescue our dwindling friendship. Any suggestions on how I should navigate this? Sorry for the long email. We've talked about money and and the fun that it can cause uh, a number of times, but f to start with, I would say don't lend money to people that you expect to get back in that if you're going to lend money to someone, you should just count it as a loss. And if you get it back, great. Um, not as a loss, but just don't expect to get it back. That's That's always been my... 
<clears throat> sort of understanding of like casual, like interpersonal loans that don't have paperwork mm-hmm. with them. Um, and because it's a risk you're willing to take, there's no legal repercussions. You can probably take it to court, but like, that's awful. And, um, so that's the, that's the rule that I would go off of for myself. Yeah. I treat it like, uh, I treat it like in investing in, in, uh, like fun money in stocks or go into the casino. You have to walk into the, to the situation fully prepared to, to lose that money and never see it again. So if you're going to lend money to friends, just assume that you may never see it. The one thing I would call out is the fact that, you know, she, uh, calling somebody out on eating is one, but taking a trip and still owing you money. Uh, I w- personally, I would call it out. And then I'd also say like, Hey, our friendship seems to have taken a, a hit as well. Cause you don't talk much anymore. So I would just, uh, I would honestly just put out my displeasure for the situation and walk away, call a spade a spade. You're not going to get your money back. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, the, this should be kind of seen as an expensive, expensive lesson on lending money to friends and family in the future. Um, you know, my, money comes and goes, uh, but a, a friendship is something that's less tangible and I think kind of more fragile. So I think you should probably try to um abandon you know like the guys have said abandon any hope of getting your money back and work on uh you know if you your friendship is is more important you should work on mending that maybe just tell her you know hey uh i know you've you know we since i've loaned you this money we haven't talked as much we've grown apart um, I'm not worried about that anymore. If you pay me back, great. If not, I'm not worried about it. Let's try to move forward as friends and um, try to rebuild from there. I'll say also that um, uh, the three of us have had experience with friends and um, money issues that initially presented itself as sort of bad character behavior. Um, well, we were also like context up, is early twenties. You know, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like as people, we were less mature about it. So, yeah, well, but then, but then also it ended up being a lot, um, a much more nuanced situation where mental illness was involved. And, and, um, you know, uh, as far as rekindling the relationship, you may want to be a little like widen your, your horizon of the possibilities that are, that are, you know, at play. Yeah. I mean, trust is going to be an issue going forward. Obviously if, you know, somebody said they were going to repay you and they don't, and they flagrantly, (laughs) uh, you know, they, they are not in a hardship situation or haven't been lately, you know, that's, that's tough. And that's, um, or if, if she is, you know, ducking you or, you know, there is, um, I, I could see that, that trust taking a long time to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I think the general consensus is don't lend money if you're not willing to, to lose it. 
and or have a strained friendship in the end. Agreed. Boom. Agreed. Problem solved. Next question. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about your expensive lesson. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We should do a. We should do a. Uh, there should be like a clip. Yeah, just a clip of all of Brandon's transitions. They just said the the thing is, Brandon. I I know they're coming from a good place, but they always sound so like dismissive. Well, not the one that was like. I, I struggle with yourself. sincerity. That's something that uh, <laughs> I have a hard time conveying. Um, yeah, his wedding vows were like. I don't know. I guess we're doing this. We said we were going to do it once, and now we have to do it in front of people. Let's just do this. And then it was done. <laughs> That's romantic. I don't think I, I don't think we read anything. I think Ryan read everything at our wedding. Um, anyway, our next question comes to us from Megan in Buffalo, New York. Oh. Megan writes, hello, I live in a climate that is bitterly cold and gloomy for most of the winter time. I really struggle with feelings of depression, doom, and gloom during this time of the year. Spending time with others and exercising regularly really helps. Short of moving and ODing on SSRIs, what are some other suggestions or things that you guys do to deal with winter gloom? Whew. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at your email, but that was a very gloomy email, too. Um <laughs> <laughs> what are well, what are SSRIs? They're antidepressants. Uh, yeah, let's go. It, it's like okay. ser- something serotonin reuptake inhibitor. I've got it. Yeah, yeah. It's but one of the stronger classes of antidepressants, right? right. Um, yeah, I mean, we I mean, we kind of live in that area. Or Jake, you grew up here for most of the time of mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest. It rains nine out of twelve months, so. I don't know about you guys, it, but it didn't use it to gloomy get... in North Carolina or no, no, it's super not. I was going to recommend uh, moving to North Carolina, <laughs> but know that I also have doom and gloom and, um, feelings of periodic, uh, depression. So, you know, it's not all weather, but, but you know, it definitely contributes. Sorry. I, like, I, I cut it, you no, off. It definitely that. can. I, no, it definitely can. Yeah, like nine out of 12, nine out of the 12 months it, it rains here and, uh, it didn't used to affect me, but for some reason lately it has, I was like, God, I fucking get out of this place. Um, but you know, the grass is always greener. I would, I'd love to live in Montana where you actually get all four seasons and are they, some of them more harsh than the others? Yeah. But you at least got a killer falls, winter, spring, summer and repeat. Yeah. Our winters at least yeah. um, west of the cascades and the pacific northwest is it's pretty much yeah just cold rainy and gray we don't really get snow often so yeah it's kind of a a bummer but i i think um something that does help me a lot and, and it has helped i think um whatever um i i do like take different vitamins uh i think taking a d supplement and then a b complex really helps <laughs> i knew you were gonna laugh <laughs> uh you're so immature how do you get that d supplement brandon <laughs> oh my goodness big uh, old pill <laughs> the p and the v uh so, um oh no 
The D is just I haven't gone down. I haven't gone down that route. Have you noticed a difference, Brandon? Like, do you notice a difference when you take your supplements? I do. Um, I feel um, more energetic and more. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like enthusiastic, I guess. Um, refreshed. Yeah. Uh, do you uh so are we to the point now with our age though where we have like the monday through friday pill box and you have to like dump them all into your hand to take them How um, many do you take a day? i'm to the point where i probably should start doing that uh because i am taking a lot but uh but i i, I mean like the the d uh <laughs> vitamin <laughs> vitamin d uh or what what is like what's the name of vitamin d is like d7 d's nuts uh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> calciferol i'll just say that calciferol uh yeah i bet you like that calciferol calciferol, <laughs> calciferol. that's totally in a song that's got that's gotta be a rap song somewhere Slipping um, on zipper. <laughs> 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 no that uh, i think that you know with, with the lack of sunshine um you know it, especially if you work indoors and you can't get outside if the sun is out uh that helps um another thing is uh don't drink too much um Aww. i think that like <laughs> boo well no I, no I mean, you, no i agree i mean it, you know temporarily you might feel fine but then you know you kind of the next day might not feel great. yeah but then it's even worse because you get like you when you drink you get worse sleep and then you wake up and it's gray and then you're even more depressed because you're <laughs> tired yeah honestly yeah, the, the 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 do keeping the doom and gloom down you just tamp it down with coffee and cigarettes and you should you should be pretty good just start writing Oh, writing. That's where some of the people get their best writing work is when they're all down and or... down. No, down and, Jesus. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> people get some of their best work done is when they're all sad and depressed and they get all their emotions out that people identify with. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I mean, yeah, like find um try to find a big project to throw yourself into like, yeah, try to write a novel or deep clean your home or, uh, you know, it's winter time. Start, get an early start on your taxes, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Something fun. Got family coming into town. Just get those books reconciled real quick. <laughs> get, get you some calciferol. Get bit no kick of soul. <laughs> no, I mean, I, like, my, my point is, yeah, just like stay busy, and and it does sound like you know, you know, if you're hanging out with other people, and oh, yeah, just don't think about it. <laughs> Feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you just watch Hallmark sorry, movies bro. all Christmas. And... <laughs> hey, no, I I've Brett, done Brett, that, it and it helps. Like, Brad, it sounds like I'm shitting on your idea, but I think you're right. <clears throat> um. And, you know, I, I I also think if you are kind of in a funk, like, it's totally fine to feel that way, too. Like, it's okay to, you know, I, I think if you do try to plan too much, you'll get overwhelmed and burnt out easily. So it's it's okay to, if you just need to lay on the couch all day one day or whatever, that's completely fine, too. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what? You could take up um, you could take up photography. Uh, even though it's might not something that that has ever interested you, um, the fun in photography because you can get like really cheap, even point and click cameras that take some really solid uh, pictures, and it's fun to find. There's been a lot of photographers, street photographers, and nature photographers that, um, that uh, I like seek out the mundane and some of the stuff that might bother you in the day to day, if you can find it in an interesting light or an uninteresting light and take a picture of it at an interesting or uninteresting angle, it might um, it might exercise a part of your brain that you don't normally get to um you know flex and and it also gives a little bit of i have found for myself it gives a little meaning to the mundane um because we we do have a lot of uh you know stuff around us that that uh, can feel overwhelming and underwhelming at the same time take a picture of it yeah or your phone everybody's got a phone phones are great for that Mm mm-hmm portrait mode fucking be a photographer for sure i i did um i saw a a news article or a a thing on the news recently that it was it was about um i forget the name of the town what it's called now um they they changed and it used to be barrow alaska which is the northernmost city in the united states um and it, you know, it's basically dark for like sixty days there. And I, they, they, they I forget they, they recently changed the name, and it's um, to indigenous name from Barrow to Atkiagvik. Well, sorry, I'm butchering that. But anyway, That's so insensitive of you. <laughs> Regardless, um, they have uh, because it's dark for two months there. Uh, they have like celebrations and festivals and uh, marathons and things like almost every day going in the town to just kind of keep people's spirits up. So I think Morale. that's kind of the the idea is to just, you know, keep busy, be around people, have have a good time. They're also just down in like supplements of D in this town <laughs> since they don't get the D for just going to keep going. The D. The town needs yeah area of the world that needs some d anyway that's what we would do yeah megan i i hope you feel better i mean i i i it sounds like it's seasonal um <clears throat> i'd i'd also you know you gotta beg the question about what's keeping you in buffalo new york because buffalo is beautiful um but there's lots of beautiful parts of the country and um you know, seasonal depression in the in the geological area that you are in is a thing. So maybe explore potentially moving for your well-being. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You do what makes sense to you. Listener, you do you. let us know your ideas for beating winter gloom. And now a word from our sponsor, Big D. Yo, what's up? I'm Big D. <laughs> you dog real pretty with your mouth. Jesus. <laughs>
Uh, all right. Well, welcome uh, back from that break. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Lightning round time. We're going to ask. Uh, uh, yeah. We go around asking each of us three questions, spending one to two minutes, oftentimes more. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Jake. What kind of landscape would you like to live in? I would like to live in complete wilderness, either, I think, like, mountainy wilderness. Mountainy wilderness. And and the kinds of mountains are like the Pacific Northwest Mountains. Nice. Yep. Brandon, I, I think I could guess yours. And what would your guess be? High desert. Mm, maybe. Um, I was going to say sewer, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> um, I... Yeah. Just fine. I, I think... Um, I, I would like to live in uh, near a body of water, not the ocean necessarily, but uh, maybe like a lake or river would be nice. But with easy access to a populated area. Nice. Mm. Matt? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with like the mountains. Yeah, well, like. 45 minutes outside the town in Alaska kind of wilderness where mm. you gotta, you know, you're still connected if you need to be, but you got enough space to be you not see anybody and just enjoy the snow Dark and the spring and the summer. Of the year. <laughs> yeah. I want to be where nobody's getting the D. <laughs> so on that note, Jake, what were you afraid of as a child? <laughs> uh, the dark. There were, I I lived out in the sticks, and when it was nighttime, it was dark. Um, and then you know I did the uh, the turning off the lights and running up the stairs sort of thing, uh, because who knows what could creep up behind you. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that irrational fear because it's just so irrational and it's so primal. Um, I still have that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You watch a scary still, movie. I, I I like have to. I like have to uh, uh, save myself. Like, no, what's it called? Like, yeah, I have to like very consciously walk upstairs and be like, it's cool. There's nothing behind me. I know there's nothing behind me because I was just down there by myself. There's no nothing behind me. But I have to like talk myself into it the whole way up. Yeah. Like when you when you grew up, were you ever, uh, you know, where you grew up, were you ever like out in the woods uh, at your parents' place, like at, at dark? Yeah, we would we would um, go over to my grandpa's house that was across the way, you know, like through the tree, that, that tree grove. And then... Mm -hmm. uh, we would we would walk back from there at night, which is wild now because they see they have like um, they have a couple of wildlife cams uh, that they have in the in the, in the woods and they they have cougars and cougars kill people so like it's mm -hmm. it's wild to me thinking about the number of times we were out like we weren't out there all the time but we went out camping like little like single night camping for fun and my folks still do. 
<clears throat> and there are cougars. Uh, and, I mean, even <laughs> during the daylight, you're not people. outrunning a cougar or a bear. Or <laughs> well, right, right. But well, but bears for the most part, like they don't, they don't want to engage you for the most part. Cougars like your food. I think generally they don't want to engage you, but if they're hungry, I mean, how many cougar attacks have there been? Same to be said for bears. Uh, Yeah, but I feel like bears have a, well, no, I guess you're right. I feel like generally though, bears, right? uh, Bears? Yeah. Won't they eat plant life? Yeah. Uh Yeah. Cougars won't. They're carnivores. And there's plenty of livestock like, you know, they they certainly go for for livestock first. But how many cougars, cougar attacks and cougar kills have there been in the Pacific Northwest? Like even in the last few years, I feel like there were a couple of stories of them wandering into like. Well, they've been Russia. spotted in forest, like Forest Park, too. Yeah, I I, but, I just think they're they're spooky cats. They're they're cool. They're beautiful. But. I would shit myself if I found if I saw if I was up against one or like if I saw one hiking, I would be I would be scared. Not that yeah. they're that scary, but Krisha just saw a wild bobcat by her work the other day. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean they'll they're, still yeah. Yeah, they'll fuck you up, but they're but they 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 are skittish. They they like small like <clears throat> my uh my folks have chickens <clears throat> and um they saw one in the chicken pen. Uh uh, a couple of years ago now, but um, they got pictures of it and stuff. But they're they're cool. But they will they'll shred a chicken coop. So sorry, nice. I got off off topic. C- cougars. I was afraid <laughs> of cougars. No. <laughs> Wait, did did, did, did everyone now. else go? Brandon, what are you? What were you afraid no. of as a child? Um, you know, the same thing that I'm still afraid of, which are sharks. Uh, <laughs> oh right. I um. I have kind of, you know, like what, what you're talking about, like being in a dark house is scary. Like being in a body of water, it doesn't matter if it's a pool or a pond or, you know, anything, a river. Like if I can't see underneath me, it freaks me out. Like I, I don't know that I would ever go... Like I like I'll I'll go you know swimming or whatever in a wild body of water if you know I want but I don't think I don't know that I would go in the ocean like past maybe my waist <laughs> yeah voluntarily like there was even um it was a few years ago um we were at the beach and like I was like climbing around like rocks and stuff like up against the water and the tide was kind of coming in so I was like making my way back to the uh, the shore, but it was like I was walking in waist deep water, and I'm six two, so it's pretty pretty deep water. And like you know, you hear like oh, most shark attacks occur in you know three yeah, feet of water that, or less yeah. or whatever. And, and like I have my back to the ocean because I'm walking toward, and I don't know, like it was the the only thing I could think of. <laughs> You're like, this out. is it. Well, it's I know, like <laughs> I I don't like. I think sharks are good for the ocean and I don't think they should be hunted or killed or, you know, whatever. Sure. And I know, you know, I guess that's what an irrational fear is, is it's irrational, but it's, uh, still freaks me out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
I think for for me as a kid, I was always afraid of the dark, but it was falling asleep in the dark. So I used to, I mean, I had a a nightlight kind of thing, but I would sleep with the covers over my head and it would really upset my parents because like, you're going to suffocate one day. So I used to like carve out a section for just my mouth to be, but I was completely Mm -hmm. under the the covers. Um, It took a long time, like having to be, you know, a, a 20 year old adult and be like, all right, I got to sleep by myself now. Nobody's here. <laughs> it's like, you know, your, your roommate's coming in. Yeah. You know, you bring a girl home or something and it's like, well, you going to keep me safe from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's scary. <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brandon, what's a good spy code name for you? Shithead. <laughs> um, uh, dick my butts. <laughs> dick, dick my butts. Oh man, that's actually a train engine in England. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. I'll send it. I'll send you guys a link here shortly. Thank you. Yes, no, please. It's a guy on TikTok. You probably seen him. The English kid who always talks so proper like this. I know. I love him, and he gets so excited by trains yeah. going by. He's fun. There's yeah, dick my butts. Uh, spy code name. I don't know. Um, rascal. <laughs> rascal. I like that. Take the shot, rascal. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks for saving us from a terrorist threat, rascal. <laughs> yeah i have no Jake. idea pork pie <laughs> pork pie <laughs> that was a close one pork pie <laughs> jake uh let's see yeah it's something stupid uh, i don't know i um show some class pork pie <laughs> big d um um <laughs> big t little d um, <laughs> dumpling <laughs> or dumplin <laughs> well done out there dumplin <laughs> <laughs> this country owes you a great deal of gratitude dumplin <laughs> dumplin abort <laughs> dumplin get you? out of there <laughs> What about you, Matt? Um, I don't know. It's like Virginia Slim or something. Ooh, Virginia Slim. Uh, I like that. Double O sixty nine. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, no, company she in your badge on my desk in the morning, Virginia Slim. <laughs> <laughs> No, what if it's what if we each have um a <laughs> dragon and uh um what are what are other D's nuts uh jokes? <laughs> Mind goblin. Mind goblin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it, pork pie, you blew up the entire city and wrecked so many cars. <laughs> what do you so have to say for yourself, Mind Goblin? <laughs> <Deez nuts. laughs> <laughs> stands up and walks out and it's like da 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 
All right. Well, there you go. Learned a lot about us in a short period <laughs> yeah. of time. And listener, right. let us know what a good spy code name for you would be. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Special thanks to Anonymous and Megan for this week's questions. Send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, qualified underscore nonsense on Instagram and TikTok or at QN Podcast on Twitter. Don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another brand new episode of Qualified Nonsense. Woohoo! Bye. Pork pie out. <laughs>